Welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. I'm Walter Kern. Hey, Walter. How's it going? I'm working on my tan, still in Las Vegas. Your tan is, it's strong. It's blinding. It's blinding. <laughs> um, I, I went out to buy a white shirt for some reason last week, and I put it on, and I said, I can't do this. It's just too much of a contrast. Um, <laughs> I look like Ricardo Montalban in those old... Uh, you know, those old Chrysler, uh, Cordoba commercials. Oh yeah. The rich um, Corinthian leather ads. Yeah. Yeah. I, my skin's going to turn to rich Corinthian leather if I don't <laughs> stay out of the sun. Um, but, uh, there is nothing yeah. wrong with being Rip Ricardo Maltalban. No, none. <laughs> anyway, very interesting week this week. Like all weeks, you know, it feels, it feels like, one week after after the next, we're having these sort of paradigm shift, shifting events that all seem to shift the paradigm in the same direction. <laughs> well, well, yes, exactly, exactly. And this and the one this week is is it's difficult to talk about because we have this. Um, obviously, we have this phenomenon in America that I've talked about a lot. I've written about a lot where um, online and in the media they try to coat a character with a a sort of ick that you cannot associate with this person you cannot be seen to be endorsing any of this person's views you cannot be seen to even acknowledge any of the positive uh things that the person says or true things that the person says or even or even the talk about the logical reasons for the person's success right so mm -hmm. i first noticed this phenomenon with trump when you know you're you're simply trying to diagnose why is he why is he doing well why why is he winning in the polls and you discover that uh writing about things like well he's criticizing nato and nato's unpopular or um he's saying the two parties don't have a whole lot of difference between them and and jeb bush isn't that different from hillary clinton that this message is scoring uh you found that this was not something that you were allowed to say really uh in in media after a while um and tucker carlson kind of embodies this same thing we had a remarkable incident involving the american prospect which i'm sure we'll get into this week but uh but he he has become a huge media phenomenon in the last especially in the last five years especially during the trump years mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is because he is taken very canny advantage of the failings and inconsistencies of media on both sides of the aisle, both mm -hmm. the Fox model and the mainstream uh, model. And he is let go from Fox this week and it creates a hole in the media landscape that is fascinating to even ponder from lots of different angles but i'd be curious what's what's your first initial response to what happened well so monday he he finds out and the world finds out that he no longer has a television show um and everyone in media uh especially television media is set to wondering because it's not because in the case of Don Lemon, who was fired the same day, he's having a lot of problems attracting an audience. He's got one of the biggest audiences in, in cable news. Tucker, uh, did, um, 
It, yeah, we, we should underscore that. He, he was averaging 3.25 million viewers a month in March. A night. MSNBC at, at night. Yeah. MSNBC's daily total was 700,000, if I remember their average daily total. Yeah. Um, that, so, that's 5X, as they say in right. uh, finance. Um, Tucker's doing 5X what they are doing. Um, mm. You know, it, it was funny. My first thought was everyone wanted to make Fox News and Tucker Carlson synonymous. But obviously, Fox News didn't feel they were synonymous. Right. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, Tucker's form of heterodox journalism was bothering them in some fashion as much as it bothered the people who didn't like Fox News. So mm-hmm. uh, what was it that bothered them? That was the first question. Uh, why did they do this? Uh, why would a company chop off its lead uh, personality? summarily and without explanation in a way that causes huge uh confusion and anger among its audience and and we saw that during the week i I looked last night at uh ratings uh numbers for his time slot and it has brian kilmeade yeah yeah but by by last night or so it had shrunk almost by two-thirds um and, you know, we know how TV works. It's all about the audience, uh, gathering an audience and then funneling them into the next show and so on. So in other words, uh, you're right. It was a big hole for Fox commercially and, and, and but also, uh, for journalism in general, because no matter what you think of Tucker Carlson, there was an, un- first of all, an ensemble of guests that he had on who don't appear elsewhere in the media. Um, Glenn Greenwald, for example, you know, someone who uh, was regularly on, on Tucker's show um, and doesn't have much of a presence on other network-style media. Um, he was a guy who was also producing a daily long-form uh, video cast uh, that had all kinds of people. I was on it once full Mm -hmm. disclosure um and uh you know it was an hour and a half long uh discussion about literature and the role of the artist in the currently repressive atmosphere um it was a conversation that he did not choreograph uh i mean he asked questions but there was no sense that i could uh not say certain things could say other things. It was completely open-ended, which I appreciate. So, uh, you know, as the week wore on, there were all, all kinds of, uh, theories and rumors about what had happened. And they ranged from, oh, there's a, uh, some kind of a harassment lawsuit going on, uh, involving an employee who claims a hostile work environment. She was a booker on his show and maybe Fox was getting ahead of that. Well, for me, at least, who's watched some of these scandals over the years, that seemed ridiculous. I mean, um, suits like that are happening constantly at, at, at network news and at news organizations. Um, and they usually aren't the reason for someone going away. I mean, uh, especially when, as we learned, uh, the plaintiff had never met Tucker Carlson. Right. 
who I happen to know from my own experience, broadcasts remotely from home studios far from New York City. Um, in any case, since that one didn't wash with me, I wondered uh, if it was true as Vanity Fair reported uh, and, and uh, a couple of other places picked up on that his recent speeches to places like the Heritage Foundation in which he professed fairly uh fairly vividly some religious faith had, had somehow offended the powers that be um that that sort of made sense only in that often in these stories there's some weird bizarre cause that you would never guess and that seemed weird and bizarre enough to maybe be true that rupert murdoch had had taken offense uh at at at, at tucker's religiosity and you know decided he shouldn't be there but at the same time you if you watch other fox shows and and i don't often to be candid um you you do see a lot of professions of faith on the air yeah, I mean, and he's not high on that list. I I didn't get that sense. Yeah, so. me neither. I I think Laura Ingram has a has a cross hanging, you know, conspicuously from her from her neck on her broadcast, and others talk about their faith and publish faith based books. So mm. so I I cross that one off the list, and you know what are we left with? Um uh we what one thing that we know is that he has not been released from his contract uh the reporting on that seems solid uh the guy is still being paid by fox he just doesn't have a show so that seems almost punitive or something you 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 keep a person on the payroll but you just take away their show um what could that be about i, I uh we can speculate and I've heard various things from some sources, which would seem very good ones, uh, that there's a relation to the Dominion lawsuit, uh, which I think was the probably the original um, uh, amateur hypothesis by many, that this happened at the very same time. Though coincidence is not causation necessarily, it often is in practice. Uh, it often, it often, well, it often points to, uh, something. I mean, one of the fundamentals of reporting is that if two things happen at the same time, one should examine whether or not they, they, they uh, are related. Um, here's this huge $800 million lawsuit, which Fox settles for reasons, frankly, that aren't entirely clear to me. I mean, they, they have the ability to not settle any lawsuit if they wish, uh, at least for a long time. Well, well, let's be fair about this. I mean, I, I I think Dominion had a good claim. You know, I think looking looking at that suit, um, you know, they there there was there was a lot of unsubstantiated stuff that went on 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 Fox News, and this is we talked about this last week that they, well, as I say, not to not to speak to the um not to speak to the substance of the suit. But in First Amendment lawsuits against large media corporations with deep pockets, there are all sorts of ways in which the defendant can claim different forms of privilege or different forms of uh, 
First Amendment style rights that don't speak necessarily to the um, facts of the matter. Right. Um, but speak maybe to their right, even get things wrong. Um, because journalism must uh, allow itself uh, an opportunity to air if it's to go on. It, it, you know, it, it can't be rampantly uh, misleading. But at the same time, as we've seen with other cable channels, um, there were errors that went on for years um, right. That, right. that did not result in giant lawsuits or, or giant settlements. The thing you have to be careful about, though, is, is, is wrapping an individual um, or a company um, into, into your mistake in a fundamental way, mm -hmm. you know, um, that give, that gives them kind of an automatic claim and it's going to survive a motion to dismiss. Right. Then, then it's game on, you know, and, um, you know, they, they because, because Mike Lindell, you know, he was a, a, a prominent advertiser. He was all over the, the network. Um, they they had a lot of pressure points to look at and and i i do think that uh that what happened with the dominion case is kind of a classic example of what happens when you're you're in this audience optimization model where you're you, you feel you feel trapped by audience demand to hear something right um the same thing that happened you know msnbc i think <sighs> they followed the trail of stupid Russiagate stories because that was their ticket to the higher ratings for a while. But the weird thing about the, the Tucker case is that, you know, his role in, in this suit is, is pretty minor apart, apart from the fact that they got private comments about from him um, talking about how he didn't believe it. Really. It ends up being that he interviewed Mike Lindell over being banned from Twitter and didn't really press him um on certain claims i mean yeah but you know i i bring this up only to say that there was that there was an initial reaction that maybe fox was blaming him for the suit yeah and i don't think that's rational if you read the suit like if you read the suit he's not he's not who they're really focused on it doesn't seem like well, so informed observers and some with a legal background who know more about the suit than I do, is, you know, when I went to them and said, what do you think happened here? They said, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense that Tucker would be the scapegoat for Dominion because he just wasn't that involved with that. Um, um, but that just makes everything more mysterious yet. Uh, and um, so what, you know, what scenarios are we left with? I'm not sure, but the fact is that, you know, to get back to basics, uh, the biggest, most successful cable news channel in the country took arguably its most successful host off the air suddenly and in a way that has still not been properly explained. And I can only imagine that they did that in response to some force majeure, you know, 
some extremely um, powerful and or uh, urgent need or 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 desire. Um, it, it, it wasn't something that seems like it was brewing uh, as a possibility. It, it, it seems like a, a kind of unthought out, sudden move, which will have terrible consequences for the network's uh, prospects and was probably not very well thought out. So in other words, something happened, something specific, yeah. something specific happened something specific happened recently um and mm, it, it it would seem to me at least that it has to do with this lawsuit probably because that was the elephant in the room at the time um right so let's put our cards on the table i mean i think that the thing that makes sense a fox if it had its druthers isn't going to part with um uh, carlson because He's probably almost solely the reason that they're so that they're they were so far ahead in the ratings. Um, this seemed to have come as a big surprise, at least to the Tucker side. Yeah, but um, but maybe also to Fox too. So I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that. Um, you know, his leaving might have been a conti- you know, a condition of the settlement. I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess we'll, it'll, it, all of this stuff will come out. But my sources tell me that he was genuinely surprised. And I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that reported elsewhere. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to find that there are compromising pictures or something like that. No. But, 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 you know, into these mysteries goes any, amount of speculation and uh it, it must i would think be frustrating if you're tucker carlson uh and you're still bound in some contractual way to your network and yet you're also the focus of endless speculation about what happened between you to not be able to say um and uh that's the big time i guess you know that 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 that's what happens in the multi-million dollar world of journalism yeah and, and and we can use this to segue into the reaction among other people in media mm-hmm. who were you know obviously there was a huge amount of gloating and ding dong the witch is dead type coverage um I saw a, a fairly shocking um, article in The Hill that mostly just quoted members of the House, including one who said, now they just have to take out the rest of the trash. Right, um, right. And, it, you know, I, I had that forwarded to me by, you know, somebody who was pointing out that that rhetoric reminded him of other rhetoric from other groups. Um, but in in the midst of this, there's the there was the caricature version of of um Tucker Carlson that is kind of allowable on mainstream MSNBC style media CNN style media Daily Beast style media that Carlson is a he's he's just another Republican um uh, 
bogeyman, racist, uh, and there's nothing that differentiates him from any uh, any of the other people that they you know routinely go after. But this that's just not correct. The interesting thing about Carlson and is the reason why he had even you know a million more viewers on average than Sean Hannity. It's because he was off the the product on that show was different than everything else on Fox. He was venturing into areas of commentary that probably you would previously say were forbidden on that. Not only on Fox, but on MSNBC and on CNN and, and every other place. I mean, here was a guy who was, um, skeptical about the war and our, 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 our activities in Ukraine, who was very overtly, um, uh, upset with the, uh, influence of pharmaceutical advertisers during the COVID pandemic, um, who also, uh, evinced a kind of basically populist set of sympathies that, 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 were more aligned with the, uh, you know, the man on the street, as it were, than the Washington establishment. Um, you also had a guy, let's just be kind of human about it, who comes from sort of the upper echelons of, of, of Washington uh, journalistic and State Department circles. You know, he has, he has a famous father who uh, was involved with, State Department and United States communication strategies around the world, uh, who was a reporter himself, I think. And uh, he uh, he uh, has some personal wealth um, and uh, was in some ways a kind of class trader, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's how he read. He read as somebody who who knew the types he was reporting on. Um, his wife had been friends with Hunter Biden's wife. I think that was widely known that there was association between those families. So what he was doing was he was speaking as if from the inside of the inner circle about its flaws, about its, uh, prejudices, about its tendencies and its blind spots. So if there was anyone on cable news of any ideological description who was more likely to upset the powers that be it was tucker carlson and and let's add that he was very very critical of the intelligence agencies yes uh well and and and, and let's not forget he at one point uh, accused them of spying on him um and uh, you know he reported that his text messages had been uh intercepted uh by them very specific charges. Um, in any case, uh, he was a scalp that they were looking for. I mean, what only last week, uh, I, I think we saw people calling for his ouster. The significance of this for me, and, and I do want to get to the American prospect incident because that, that kind of speaks to a lot of the, frustration that I have with how we're not allowed to analyze properly analyze what goes on um, 
in politics and in media. Uh, but you don't have to, you don't have to believe that Tucker Carlson's sincere, that he's really a man of the people, that he's really anti-war, that he really hates the intelligence agencies. You don't have to believe any of that. Um, but he presented as these things, even if you want to say that it's purely a cynical strategy for gaining audience. That is how his show is structured. It was structured as, I'm on your side. These people are a cabal of corrupt functionaries who um, are anti-democratic, who want to deny your basic rights. Yeah. Who does that sound like? That sounds like a message that we're, 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 we're familiar with. Uh, that's, that's been popular, not just in this country, but around the world. Um, in, in the last five to mm-hmm. you know, 10 years, but you know, Donald Trump was the big example of this. Uh, and why does that message, why is that message resonant? It's, it's resonant because a lot of things are true. The popular media is terrible. It is transparently um, no longer representative of the audience and adversarial towards government. It is the, the things are completely reversed. If you turn on, turn on any mainstream television broadcast, you're going to see a string of government officials. They may even be actually reading the news in some cases. Um, so the orientation of media uh, is openly presenting messaging um, from the government or from the powers that be at the population who is expected to absorb and, and sort of obey it. The orientation of, of Carlson's show, again, whether you believe it's sincere or not, was this is where you can come to hear the truth about the evildoers in Washington. And, it, and as you say, he's got some experience in that regard. He, he knows a lot of these people. He knows how a lot of these things work. Trump had a lot of the same strategies. He also presented himself as a traitor from the Olympus. Uh, but he was, I think, less articulate about this. And he's less of a polished communicator, although he's, he's quite, you know, he's good in his own right, right, in, in, in the role that he's in. But certainly Carlson's show is different from what you would find on a typical Fox News show. Well, and they and and they are happy. I mean, there's what's not uh, a mystery, what's not obscure is the delight uh, of various uh, factions and parties around his uh, sudden disappearance from the airwaves. The Pentagon seems practically giddy that he's gone. Um, You know, AOC says deplatforming works. Um, uh, Chuck Schumer, one of the guys who just scares the bejesus out of me um because whenever he puts the evil eye on someone they seem to go away quickly um you know uh a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks back when when carlson was supposedly in possession of the january 6th tape promised to show them on his show did so for one night um and schumer came out and said this is this is treasonous or something um, 
Well, they never showed it again after that night. So, I mean, to be really simple about it all, this guy was in the gun sights, as it were, of, uh, of, of the Democratic Party, the Pentagon, the intelligence establishment. Mm, probably Big Pharma after some of the things he said. Um, and uh, a lot of people wanted to see him gone and were quite open about that. Uh, uh, you could watch the news in the last few months and, and see people saying Tucker Carlson needs to go. It's almost the duty of yours, Rupert Murdoch, to get rid of him. And now he has gone. Um, now, we don't know which we don't know which uh, instrument of that pressure might have been applied, which specific instrument of pressure, but we do know that the pressure overall was great and has been great. Um, and and there was so what are what are we left with though? See, this is this is the, and this is the part that drives me nuts. In terms of a chorus of voices in the media. Right. We have we have a divided media landscape where there's going to be a whole bunch of people backing Ron DeSantis, and that's going to be totally fine with everybody. And then there's going to be um, there's going to be the media on the other side, which is going to coalesce around the pageantry of the, you know, the primary process, if we have one. Um, uh, and, and then it's going to coalesce behind Biden. And then it's going to be a simplistic binary battle between uh, you know, the Democrats on one side who are going to be portrayed as the, the good folk and Ron DeSantis, who is going to be portrayed as the, the evil Republican. In other words, we're going to return to the, the paradigm that everybody was comfortable with for a long time. If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the full version for more articles and content, please subscribe to Racket News at Taibi.substack.com.